Trying to arrange stag do's in that, man. Fucking stag do's, man. It's a nightmare, isn't it? Like, I don't think anyone who is going to listen to this, I got a text about one of stag do's in August. And this is two weeks after my mate Smithy's wedding. And the boy who's organised that, looking about £350 per person. I was like, we're going abroad. No. What? I was like, I'm out. Sorry, mate. Like, 350 huh? Yeah, I managed to, I've sorted out a two day for Dan Farrell, like a poker night in Glasgow, bus route Edinburgh, open, like, outdoor laser tag, hotel, and a book table at the Three Sisters. It was max 120 quid per person. The brothels called the Three Sisters? Is that yeah, what you're yeah. <laughs> It's just three sisters. <laughs> they work out of a wee two bed in Leith. So. Ah, two bed. That's right, somebody's going to have to go share these. Yeah. So. Yeah, 350's a lot. Oh, and I was like, I, see the thing is as well, the annoying thing is if it wasn't for the fact there was all these other weddings this year, yeah. then I, I would have went. But I've already got two other stag do's. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. I was going to say, when you're planning a stag do, it gets better once you get on the stag do and then like you get a sip of your first beer, but it doesn't. Well, see, honest, if, I'm quite lucky with Dan Farrell. So I just, I, I booked everyone and just put it on my credit card. So that way I was like, as long as it's paid before then. So I wasn't chasing up deposits for people. Yeah. And in like different increments. I was like, just pay me as and when you can, as long as it's all paid up by the day at the stag. You got a little spreadsheet going? Oh, yeah, dude. You know, there's formulas. <laughs> there's a wee correction factor. So when this, once all the payments are made, that figure will be at zero. <laughs> that figure is now at zero because everybody's hey, paid. all right. Apart from me, because it was on my credit card, but you know. You got to factor yourself in, yeah. I, yeah, but I, I pay my credit card each month as I go, so you know. Yeah. It's there. I've had to get start giving it to Megan to hide though because I'm fucking terrible with it. Yeah, I fucking had to bend my. I actually no, I'm going to a whiskey thing in April, so I had to. I put thirty pounds on that, but I've tried not to use my credit card. Anymore. No, I've got a, I've got a nice wee uh, share save that matures in October. So oh. I'll be complaining. Oh. Stay on there. Thanks very much. Share for save. Thank you for coming. Yeah, bye. Excited to be back. I know. I always feel weird. I feel like forever when we're taking a wee week break. I know. Yeah, it does. Good to be back in the business, in the building. In the building. Casa del Mac with newly attached curtains. Yeah. It's almost there, almost there. What else is to be done? Oh, it's there. Just uh, just a couple of panels, that's it. Mm. A couple of panels high. As it does, the thing is as well, it looks like a studio with a living room inside of it. Yeah. But most studios do, like or at least the ones you see on TV. Like I was, I'll share this in watching and listening to. But I was watching the uh, the Justin Bieber documentary on YouTube, yeah, and every time they're in the, <laughs> every time they're in the studio, there's like a little couch in front of the panel and um, in front of the boards. I mean, and you know, people always hanging out in there doing. I've whatever. only ever recorded one demo, but I was like, I'd always wanted to do it like that, like do it for like a week and yeah. just get like right into the dirt of it. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, it's a tiring process, uh, man. It's like folk think it's just like a good laugh. It's all pure jolly and that. Give it is, getting wrecked. It's you'll like, never it's see not. it from like somebody's made a mini documentary <clears throat> and they've cut three weeks of sitting in a room with four people into, into like, like three 20 minutes. minutes yeah. Like, oh man, this looks cool as fuck. They made it look so easy. It's not Realistically, easy. it's just pizza boxes, BO, and cigarette. Yeah. The tiring process, man, working in a studio is mentally taxing. Especially and for the, yourself, the producer. It's tiring, man. It is. And you don't just get physically tired and like mentally tired, like your ears get fatigued as well. Yeah. Which is a lot of things people don't understand. Like your ears get tired. Yeah, must be shite just, for the artist as well. You must get to a point where you start saying, Is this song shite? Yeah. Because I've you, heard it 4,000 times. Like, is this song pish? Yeah. Yeah. 
I find I do that. I get a, a lot of that at work where I'm working on something for so long and I'm like, I, I actually need to take two days away from this because everything that I'm doing right now looks like shit. So I, I know that when I was writing jokes, yeah. it was like, I was convinced that none of these are funny. What's but, up with that? Are you done with that now? You know what it is, man? It's, it's tough because there's no open mics really in Perth no, for yeah. comics and I've not got the time between like work, the wee man, and trying to have a successful relationship. Yeah. There's not time to go and just drive through to Edinburgh. Yeah. Or drive through to Glasgow on a Tuesday night. Because a lot of these are not, like they're not on your Fridays and Saturdays. You know what I mean? Your nah, it's Comedy mid-week. open mics are, are midweeks to try and get people in the pub. So I'm not completely done with it. I've got a couple of irons in the fire, but I, as, as far as anything else, but I've, I still write jokes from time to time, but... Mm-hmm. Whether or not I'll actually get to it. Because Blend was like my only outlet, really. Because it was in Perth. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? But I just, I just don't have the time. Maybe go back to them and say, hey, you want to yeah, do well, a one Yeah, I just speak to Ran every now and again. Just by, Ken, it's a lot of work for her to run one as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's got her... Uh, I'm sure she might be coming on as a guest soon enough to talk about what she's been up to. Oh. Uh, but aye. What about you? I've been telling you to get it done for ages. Get what done? Get back on the stand-up. I know. I don't, not enough time in the day, bro. Not enough time in the day for me. I'm fucking drained at work. And by the time I get home, I'm either getting the girls or, uh, I don't know. I'm just fucking, ex- I've been exhausted. You know what I need to do? I need to get back in the gym before I do anything, any comedy. Because I'm starting to look like a joke. So <laughs> I need to uh, I need to start getting a bit more fit and exercise and get a bit more natural energy going. Because I'm I totally that. Like, see, when I was away down south last week, I've been... Big thanks to the previous guest, yeah, Chris Gilray. I've been hitting up the program that he set up for me and feeling amazing. And then one week off of it because I was down south. I'd like, done a few workouts when I was there, but just wasn't the same. I felt like crap. Yeah. Like until I got back in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just like I need to eat a little bit better and I need to just get active. I think sometimes it happens this time of year. I feel like when the seasons change, I get like a little get a little groggy. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I noticed I didn't realise until yesterday. Opened the curtains and seen the sun was out and oh. instantly feeling just a little bit happier. Yeah. And I didn't realize that, but I came up, it wasn't actually, my mum texted me on Friday. She's like, Are you all right? Because apparently I looked a bit fucking like, yeah. Last time she seen me, but I think it's the sun. Yeah, a little bit of vitamin D goes a long way, bro. The sun does. The sun was out all day today for a change. Instead oh, yeah. of fucking trees blowing all over the place and rain coming from weird I angles. I don't usually mind the rain, man, but see when it's just fucking grey yeah. and miserable and it's just a bit like, oh, I'm so fucking done with this. Yeah. Oh. Bring on the summer, tell you that. Oh, yeah, we're doing good summer. Out. Last summer was all right. May time was good. Was last summer? Ago. I thought May, last summer was pretty cold. Came out as a I think it was drizzly. There was a couple of decent days, though. Yeah. You know what? No, you know what it was? It was muggy from like March to fucking September. It was just like <laughs> a really You're right, I remember. swampy yeah. 15, 16 degrees. Pure cloud cover. Swampy. It was swampy. That was the one way to describe certain parts of my anatomy. Swamp ass? Swampy. You had swamp ass? Swampy buzz. <laughs> this has been the longest and weirdest promo. I'll just roll into it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, hey. welcome back to another episode of Perth's Premier Podcast, Monkey Sword Fight, yeah. with me, your host, the Thick King, Jordan Patrick, mm-hmm. my co-host, El Grande Nippes. Pod Daddy. Pod Daddy. Cons man. The big nipper. Big nip. El Nipperino. Dirty Mike and the boys. Nippity Duda. Dirty Mike and the boys. That was from the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that until I rewatched it the other week. Which is one of the funny. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, I rewatched it and forgot how fucking good it was. And then it was just that bit came up. I was like, holy shit. Did I ever tell you the story when I first seen that movie? I know we're going on a tangent here. I was on a flight 
And uh, I was like, oh, let me just, just, just check this out. My daughter's, I think I only had one of my daughters at the time. Uh, the other one was in the baggage hold. And she was laid across the seat, she passed out, finally went to sleep. And I was like, great. She was pretty young at the, at the time. And um, I put that movie on and I got about, because it, it starts off pretty quick. Yeah. And I got about two minutes in and there were tears streaming down my face. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the lady next to who was in the, across the aisle thought uh, something was wrong with me. She was like, you're right. I was like, this is rocking the line. They just turned off the roof. You know, but I forgot about it. was a bit where... Uh, Mark Wahlberg says that if he was a lion and you were a tuna, I'd come looking for you. And then Will Ferrell's ah, we would set up a system and we would come to you. That's not a battle you're going to win. And I was about killing myself. What was his? What was his pimp's name? His pimp name Juice? What was his name? Oh, he's a Gator. Gator, Gator, don't play that shit. Gator, don't play that shit. Gator's bitches be using Jimmy's. The M E T H V E N man. Here I am. Here I am. The Melvin man, also known as Words with Dots. Hell yeah. Don't blame a clown for acting like a clown. Blame yourself for going to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> I asked my favorite one of all time. Yeah. I, asked, I jumped up to number one. Yeah. And you made it the whole way through. I did. Yeah. I made it the, the last couple of ones, I made it all the way through. And I, and I started I've been learning to read. What were you going to say, Andy? I was going to wait for you to introduce me first before I said, but I'm going to put that down in this week's time code as the best words we've thought <laughs> ever. That's championship. That's a man of the match <laughs> performance already. Says, High praise for Andy Mack. He's, ta- he's taken off the striker from the center circle and he's dinked it over the keeper from his own half. It's all, it makes me feel good when Andy likes that shit. As I was say, I mean, also, like... those dulcet tones you hear are the Perthshire Zinedine Zidane, <laughs> the Patrick Vieira of this podcast. Paddy. You're all down the ones and twos, Andy Mack. What's happening? Yes. Yeah. I'd shake your hand, Andy, but I don't want to give banned. you coronavirus. I'm not to shake hands. Elbows. You, give me an elbow. Give me an elbow. You're you quite like, nervous oh. about germs and stuff like that, aren't you? No, not really. No, no, I'm happy. You, remember when Matt was meant to come on? You were a bit like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was screened. a little skittery. <laughs> yeah, I was a little skittery. I was a little, I was a little weird out that time, but I think it's a, a big hoax. Matt McCune's currently on night shift because he's having to do like online lessons. His students, oh, right. so he's drinking during the day and working at night, jerking yeah. <laughs> and working, bro. Sounds like my job. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what I thought about today something that you said not too long ago when when the news is making a big deal about stuff like this, what something else is going on, like the mm-hmm. the wave in the right hand, but the left hand is fucking you know doing something else. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out what that could possibly be. Yeah, because I was saying it's like I was, I think it was one of our, I think it was Sam Matthias from uh, Benjamin Barker put up a thing saying yesterday 16,000 people died from hunger. Yeah. You know what I mean. No one gives a shit about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's something. So, yes, it is, it's, it's an epidemic of sorts, but at the same time, let's all just fucking chill out a little bit. Before we go any further, should we speak about our sponsor? Yeah. This week's episode is brought to you by Stevie Mac Skate School. Spring is right around the corner, and I can't think of a better way to get your kids off their mobiles or tablets or Xboxes, oh. get them outdoors and enjoying and challenging themselves. Like Stevie Mac himself, the classes are full of fun and exciting. And uh, they're perfect for kids who aren't interested in football or rugby. I know your kid is interested in football, but not, yeah, not all. Not all. Yeah. Not all kids are into that or good at that, as good as he is. Um, but if they still love to be outdoors and active, Stevie Mac Skate School is the best place to be. And best place to be. And to make the deal even sweeter, Stevie Mac will be donating all the proceeds from his skate school to SkatePal, which is a, a nonprofit organization that works with communities throughout Palestine to enhance the lives of young people and promote the benefits of skateboarding. It's really a no-brainer. If you're interested, please visit Stevie Mac Skate School on Facebook and tell them the MSF boys send you. 
Oh is, my there, God, yeah. is there a nicer guy in the planet than the, Stevie Mac? There is not. If you're going to trust your kids in anyone on a Saturday afternoon, it is Stevie Mac. Oh, me. yeah. And plus, if you're to be single mother, mm. you yourself. I think that's why he set this kid school up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. He, he, does it all, he does it all for the kids. Um, it, it would be good to get down there and do, maybe I'll bring, I know my youngest daughter, she would be interested in that, but I just don't want her um, to sign up for something else because her schedule is already full. So when something else falls off the docket, we will we'll get down there and we'll yeah. do it. I'm exactly like if, if I could pull Riley away from football. I mean, I don't want to because he's fucking like yeah, he's good. It. Yeah. So have we been anyway, boys? We all good. We've been very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. busy, 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 busy and bothered. Yeah. I, uh, what we've been up to. We've been up to uh, thanking our Patreons. Oh, shit, we have. Yeah, Knocked sorry. that out. Yeah. No, it's oh, all right. I was forgetting the Patreons. You Just are always forgetting that. <laughs> Allie Cook, come on down. Shut up to Allie Cook. Craig McCaffrey. Craig. Danielle. Shit. What is it? For- K. K. Sorry, Danielle. What's oh, a nice sweet peach water? Yeah. Oh, Andy, I'm going to take one of these. Yeah. Andy normally provides waters for us. Now he's got a little peach a peach boy here. I was at my mom's earlier than my nephew's, but I just nicked some of them before I left. <laughs> now he's got nothing for the rest of the week for school. <laughs> um, Fresarifi. J Dub. Jason West. I was going to say, Jason West left us a comment on Bruno, but oh, excuse me. I would like to make a decree from this point onwards. Any feedback or comments that Jay West has have to be sent through voice message. Yes. I refuse. I, I will read it out tonight, but from this point forward, Jay, if you can only uh, contact us via voice message so we can play it out to the listeners, because... It would be greatly appreciated, yes. Hell yeah. Night and day! Uh, night and day left some feedback, uh, well, on the bra and our list, which we'll yeah. get into. Yes. Roddy Badass! Hot Rod. Sean Bartlett, he helped me out with something. I'm going to we'll touch on that in a bit. And Steven Stosh Tosh. Love that, man. Yeah. Love every one of the Patreons. Me too. Had a, a nice wee day with Chuff a couple of weeks ago. We went to one of previous guests, Fidget's uh, Drowning Girl Flash Days. Oh, okay. Did you get one? No, I've already got one. Oh, okay. Chuff got one. Where's How yours? It's right here. Okay. Right. Just don't see your shirtless that often. Not anymore. Oh, Not since Chuff came in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, went through. I was hungover as fuck. Cause been out for uh, the day before for good pal Smithy's kilt fitting. Yeah. Turned into a thirteen-hour sesh. Oh, used like blue turd. Oh, my yeah. favorite well, Scottish word, by the those way. Those ones were like got a couple of bottles of the old tonic wine. Oh, it was but one like, of those days. Well, like, we went out. Went out. <laughs> so we went and got a kilt fed. That took a grand total of half an hour. Mm-hmm. Went and watched the Scotland game in the pub. Went back to mine and then watched the Wales game. About six o'clock. I thought we were all right. It turns out when Megan came in from work, whereas I thought we were okay, and nah, apparently we were all buckled. Still made it out <laughs> to the dance. But the next day, I promised Megan that we'd go through, she get one of these tattoos. Mm-hmm. Underestimated the queue, which is good because, like, uh, Fidget raised something like four grand for Rape Crisis Scotland. So fucking amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And she's a trooper. Started tattooing at 12. We didn't get seen till nine, but I think she continued tattooing until about half past 11. Wow. Like, shout out to her. Yeah. Man. It was fucking, fucking impressive. However, we had like, got into this weird Q family. Yeah. I just started speaking to the people in front of us. And then by the end of it, like, one of the lassies who was standing in front of us, a lassie called Haley, had been sat with her pal in the queue. It was her first ever tattoo. Her pal didn't realize how long she was going to have to queue. So I ended up sitting with Haley while she got her first tattoo. So she only sat by herself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like a really nice atmosphere, kind of good ones. You're like, there's folk behind us in the queue, like somebody brought their iPad, so there was like six complete strangers watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like we sat and talked, ended up all following each other on Instagram, fucking 
It was just, but it was like a really good day. And actually, considering how hungover I was, yeah, because we eventually went through at midday on a bus. Ooh. Yeah, that was ropey. Didn't actually get back until fucking like <laughs> midnight. Had to book ourselves on like the last bus home. Oh, and, and the bus back, mm. maybe not feeling one hundred percent. You know, actually, I came through the hangover. Okay. I had to like really test the mental. I had to really test it. I'm trying to complain here. I was hungover, fidget tattooed, eighty five people. I know, right? Really, Can't feel like, her hands. I was like, I'm really, really sorry. I got a couple of chippies. It was nice, but um, a couple. Shout- <laughs> Man, it was a twelve hour day. <laughs> uh, but big shout out to fidget because it was an amazing day. Like I honestly have no idea how she did it. Like imagine holding a tattoo gun on for twelve hours. Do you know what I mean? The damage. I imagine it makes your hand fall asleep quite quickly. Yeah, yeah but she did it. The smile on her face. Like it was people was sharing, people were singing, and having a great time. I mean, we danced in the studio with the tunes on. So I just wanted to say, well done to Fidget. Where in Glasgow was she? Uh, timeless, timeless tattoo. Where? Just literally, if you come out of the well, they're now the only exit. If you come out of Queen Street on the right hand side, yeah. So you've got waxes in front of you, and then you've got that little set of steps on your right. Yes. And there's like that wee sort of uphill street. Yes. It's on there. Oh, okay. All right. So we sat outside there. So yeah, met some really nice people in the queue. It was one of those like really weird, fast-progressing friendships. By the end of the day, we all felt like we'd known each other for years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Fidget. She's an absolute machine. If you, if you remember early on in the podcast, we talked about when you can accept people for friends, uh, for of like Facebook friends, or you can accept yeah. their Facebook invites. Mm. You actually took it a step further. Yeah. You know, you watch TV with these people, and then you added them on Instagram yeah, you, on the line. You literally you went through all these weird stages. So at the end of the day, it was like... Well, Lassie Haley was by herself, and she's like, so someone come in with me. I was like, like man, fuck it, I'm getting a tattoo. And then I ended up just sitting and chatting to Fidget. Yeah. <laughs> and she got away, so good day. Fidget says she's going to come back on again soon as well. And I also got to meet a friend of hers who listens to the show, a guy called Gruer. Oh, cool. Who's a nice dude. Big Rangers fan. Uh, quick note, I think that's still one of the highest downloaded podcasts. Yeah, It's so, definitely yeah. in the top three. Um. So yeah, shout out to Fidget, doing good, doing God's yeah. work. Yeah, you know I mean, that's a long day. And uh, a boy Gruer as well was changing needles, cleaning everything, getting everything set up one person after the other. I think she done something like 82 drowning girls. Wow. So fucking absolute hero of a woman. So that's fucking fair crazy. play to her. So that was my Sunday. Probably one of the better hangovers I've ever had. We <laughs> <laughs> yourself, Mikey Boy, what you been up to? Um... Shit, really, just working, um, <clears throat> looking, still looking for a roofer. That's what I was saying. Sean Bartlett helped me out. He was listening to the podcast, stopped me at work, and was like, guys, just fix my roof. I'll give you the number if you want. And I was like, fucking yeah, let me do that. So yeah. I got him coming out this week. Um, and I've planned to, complained about this before, and I'm going to complain about it again. <laughs> okay. The I just don't understand why is it so hard for me to give people Ten thousand pounds. Why is it? Why is this? Why do I have to have you come out? You tell me what you can do, and then I got to chase you for two weeks for you to, for you to give me a quote for it. I'll pay you. Just you, just tell me what you need to do to the roof, and I'll give you the money, and you can go away, and you can have all my money until it, the roof caves in again. You know, it's just ridiculous. But so I've I've had about six roofers come out to to have a six. look. Six, yeah, six roofers have come out. I've gotten three quotes. Which is ridiculous. I should have at least five, maybe one that was kind of flaking out, you know, but only three. Um, and I feel like out of the six that have come out, uh, it's been, it's like split evenly. Well, three, three said, yeah, you need a new roof. And other three have said, 
Nah, you just need to kind of patch up a few things. I was like, oh. which is where you don't want to be. You just want you want them to all have a unanimous decision and say, nah, this shit needs to be changed. Or, nah, just patch up that over there and over back mm. on that side, and then we'll we'll get it sorted for you. Okay. So that's why we're gonna have Sean's dude come out. Um, he's gonna. Is it Gav by any chance? I think his name was Gav. Oh, uh, he has one of the other coaches at Genefield. Oh, is it top guy? Yeah. Yeah. Is he uh is he a bit of a does he enjoy the the smoke a bit you know maybe I have to leap this out I I don't know if he enjoys the smoke I know he likes a bev he likes a bev all right yeah. he just sounded like a dude on the phone like he's Gav, just, uh, yeah, he's, he's like he's like all right, all right yeah. uh, he's like, I'll come out sure I was like oh, a, <laughs> I don't know if I want this guy hanging off my roof I think you'll definitely have to beat this. Out. <laughs> He's a good lad, though. Very good guy. Okay, well, he's he's coming out uh, on Thursday to come. He's my assistant coach. Okay, my number two. Yeah, and it was just the whole thing about like I've ranted about this before the listed building thing. It just annoys me that you have to now. I, there's like a minimum that we have to spend because we have to make it look like it, the building looked in fucking 1840. Well, who cares? It who cares? It's 2020 now. Let's make the building look a little bit. I'm not gonna turn it into a modern piece of art. I'm just going to replace it with something that's not as expensive Shitty. as Welsh tile. That's whatever. Welsh thing about these listed ah, buildings. Fine tile, the Welsh tile. <laughs> <laughs> it is very like, fine. I like about apparently a Welsh rare. Tile. Yeah, very robust tile. Do you, do you like robust. about a Welsh tile, Andy? Not just your average slate. None of that shit. <laughs> but, but you know what? The guy up the road from me, he's got that Spanish. He's got the Spanish stuff, which is a lot cheaper, Ooh. and it looks really, really good. But I can't get that on my roof because. It was built in eighteen twenty. Like, you have all these old buildings that everyone's like, it looks nice, but then it's all funny games till a chimney stack falls through your roof. Exactly, aka La Venue. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. There's an attractive blue roofing slate with a purple hint and a fine grained rim well, well, texture. Don't tell me about Welsh slate. I know what a Welsh <laughs> yeah, slate. Yeah, <laughs> just. But is that for just, the listeners? Yeah, just reinforcing the point that heather blue is enhanced by subtle variations in colour and natural markings that emphasise the true natural beauty of this slate. Mm. Very nice. Tell that to the council. Let me have it. Now, mm. but the the, yeah. Yeah. the last guy that came up, <laughs> it was I've been saying it all week. He was like, he goes, you don't need a new roof, but it's your roof is nail sick. He's like, the nails need to be replaced. I was like, ooh, nail sick. I like that. That sounds awesome. The nails got coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like, and then, but then when sick you look at nails, bro, <laughs> you got sick nails, dude. Um, so yeah, they're gonna have to rip out the, the the minimum we're gonna have to do is rip out the nails, put like a one of those, what are they called? Like a membrane down, mm-hmm. like a waterproof yeah. membrane down, and then put the the slate back on. Hopefully, we can save some of the old slate. Typically, much older buildings suffer from nail sickness because the quality of the nails are often of a poorer quality than those used today. Mm. So, so give me some advice here. So let's say uh, if you're in my position, you got three guys that say replace your entire roof. You got three guys that say... Okay, Generally, whatever. nail sickness will affect the entire roof rather than a small patch, obviously. Yeah. In which case, you'll need to have your whole roof stripped and re-slated. Yeah, no, we, we, we're unprepared for that. Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you for that. Because that if you've got, yeah, I mean, if the nails are that old and all rusted and corroded. Yeah. You're going to need to replace the one. So what, what's... Sure was picking this up? No. Because there's nothing really wrong. Well, first of all, it was in the home report that the roof was... It wasn't that it was bad, but that it was just kind of on its way. That's a city. But it's, you know what's weird, though? One guy came up. One, like This was the the fourth guy came up, and he was like, yeah, you need a new roof. You need this, 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 and that. Really, 
knew what he was talking about. The fifth guy came up and he goes, you know, considering the age of this building, this isn't a bad roof. And I was like, you couldn't have said something the complete opposite of the guy who just came here like two days before. Well, perhaps that just based on his previous experience of roofs around that age, they're generally mm. in a, a much, you know, poorer state. Well, that's mm. what he said. Yeah, yeah he was like, he's like, it doesn't need fixed. He was like, people go up in these roofs and then they, they work in these new builds or, or houses that aren't over 100 years old. And then they, they're like, Oh yeah, this is a bad roof. It's like it's not a bad roof; it's just an old roof, and you just need to kind of patch it up. And I was like, "Look, give me a quote for what you think is going to to, to fix this, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll proceed from there." So, but what would you do? Would you, would you proceed and just get the whole roof done, or would you just? Well, look, if Con- Connie owns the property, right? Yeah, get her to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking is um, it's going to be an investment. Are you looking to move again? We are looking to move very well, soon. Well, then you're going to have to do it because that'll come up on the home report. It will, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, but I've, I've this honest, has been such a grown up topic. It has been, yeah, <laughs> but it's good. We can talk about normal shit. Um, but when I, I've told all, all the roofers that I was honest with them, I was like, look, we don't want to be here in the next, like, I'd say five or five to seven years. We want to be moved. Um, and they were, they were like, well, even if you had just. You, you do some work to it, it's going to look better than what it is now and it'll be easier for you to sell it. And I was like, that's fair. But I just think that just changing the entire thing, there just will be no worries about it at all. And yeah. then you can say, you can put that in the home report, like this roof was replaced yeah, exactly. that'll, 10 days that'll ago. That'll go in your know? favor that this is a, a brand new roof. Yeah. And then you'll be able to recoup that in the cost. Hopefully, yes. And it's usual, have coming to the home insurance? What's that? Under insurance? No, it's not. Oh, motherfucker. But insurance is weird because you can't just claim for shit on your insurance. You just need to be like, like something needs to happen for you to make a I know, claim. Because if it's wearing tear, they're like, uh, no. Yeah, and that's what it is. So. Motherfuckers. Fuck them. Yeah. Should we start a GoFundMe for Mike's roof? We should. <laughs> Patreon money's going right there, Mike's baby. Mike's crack problem. Mike's crack problem, yeah. The crack was the least of my worries now. <laughs> what uh, about you, Andrew? Is that you finished the crack problem? Um,. Yeah, correct. I was just going to go around some current events before we, we try out this new... Uh, well, oh, yeah, we're going to go see what Andy's doing. Andy Mizak. Well, I've been busy, boys, eh? Uh, Irons in the fire. Uh, he just loads of, just loads of mixing. Uh, had a gig on Friday that was uh, an interesting evening <laughs> at Bucky's, <laughs> which I keep calling the green room still on Instagram I... stories. I was like, fuck's sake, man, it's fucking Bucky's. Bucky's. Uh, but, yeah, it was a rather short... Beat set that I had to play. Was it, it just was, a beat? Uh, it was about three. <laughs> um, and then the set that I was due to play with uh, Bartwright was uh, also cut short, just due to some uh, things that were going on. Uh, I had our, my friend SA Universal, Ken Sean Ahmed, he was yeah. in here. So I got a load of tracks and mix for him. Um, and then just running sessions, man, just recording. I had Bartwright and I had Jay Super in recording. This week, uh, Rana was in. Fuck, can actually just say Rana brought me a nice housewarming present, oh. which is more than you two brought me. I, uh, bought, I bought you something. Motherfucker Mike, Mike brought did, me actually. two Christmas presents in a row, and That's y'all true. motherfuckers haven't brought me nothing. So <laughs> Rana brought me some flowers. Oh. A four pack of Fosters. <laughs> that started drinking like literally two minutes after she left. As she was walking in, we're like, <laughs> to uh, be so, fair, I did bring a bag full of booze on one of the drunk episodes as well. Yeah, I ended up tanning yeah. the rest of the bourbon one night, but the white and Mackay still sitting there. It's still fine. Uh, I'll replace that. Uh, there wasn't it. much. There wasn't much left in that bottle. No, uh, no, it wasn't. We got, got a fair tickled tar. off in fucking two glasses for me. <laughs> Um, other than that, no, I've just been so busy, guys. Uh, studio, studio, studio. I've been mixing like out my nut this last week. 
Um, and probably the only other sort of highlight in my week or during that time we've been off has been um, Pat Cristiano Ronaldo on all oh, I've seen that. I saw that. I, I saw that. I was excited when I saw that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. I was like, fucking hell, Ronaldo and Messi in the same year. It's like, fucking, the FIFA gods have blessed me. Strong year, bro. So, yeah, other than that, guys, I've pretty much just been locked in here because I've just been mixing tracks. And I've got Gordy Duncan, uh, Gyro Babies drummer, coming through tomorrow. So me and him are away to do a session. But we've been right... He hit me up last week with this uh, sort of bass-like idea. He's like, I'd like to do some sort of synthwave 80s stuff. I was like, cool. So I had a few beers, like, just fucking melted out this tune. So me and I have been working on that through the week. When's this um, new synth album dropping, by the way? Whenever I get finished the next two songs. I need to write another two songs. At the moment, I've not even got time to do my own shit. Do you need some sort of weird... Yeah, I was going to say. overture, because me and Mike can do some vocals <laughs> and just layer some... At I want to do an interlude. Oh, no, at the album. moment, I'm just needing one oh, of those... Uh, Might we get a bit of dialogue between me and Mike just over a weird synth beat? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> oh. I, just, I just need to get the... The next sit down and actually just I, I can't plan when it's going to happen. I can't just sit down and go, I'm going to do this today. I'll just sit down at one point and I'll start diddling something on my keyboard. So that's me tapping. The I'll, table. Write, I'll write some dialogue for it. Huh? And I'll be like Tarantino esque. I'll be like, there's a thing there, and that'll get the second to last tune started. And then I'll need one more, and then that'll be the EP. But man, I've just been up to my eyes with mixing. Good man. Mixing, mixing, mixing. And I got a great toy just to finish up geeking out. There was a famous old drum machine that came out in 1987 called the Emu Systems SP1200. Classic. Hundreds and hundreds, thousands of classic hip-hop records made on this drum machine. It's a sampler. You can sample mm. into it too. Mm. Finally, somebody has created um, a software version that mm. emulates the 12-bit sound because it had a particular sound because it was 12-bit. It was mm. it's quite a lo-fi sound, but at the time, that was quite high fidelity to an extent. Yeah. Whereas now, we just run 24-bit as a minimum. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Some of these, they, they've kind of made this software version, and my God, it fucking sounds so, so good, but it also just emulates the workflow of the machine. So I spent all week just playing with that, chucking samples in it, chopping drums. Where did you find this? This is somebody I found on Instagram. Guy, French guy, runs a thing called Low Hiss Systems. Mm -hmm. And I only saw it because he'd been given um, the original beta out to producers like uh, Large Professor, Lord Finesse, like these classic, classic hip-hop producers who all made all their hits on that particular drum machine. He so gave it to them? Well, he gave them access to the beta version. So I kept okay. seeing all these videos popping up of all these like classic old hip-hop producers remaking their classic tracks on this software-emulated mm -hmm. version of the drum machine. And I was like, that's cool as fuck, man. So cool. I signed myself up, got myself on the beta, and got it on Saturday morning. And it is honestly... The fucking it is really really close to the like to the real thing. Boom. It is like super super close. That's cool because one of the real drum machines will cost you five grand. Yeah, but I'm on the beta one, took the full version, so I got it twenty quid. Okay, it's got bugs and glitches and mm. problems, but that gets ironed out. But you get it at a discounted price for being because you're on the beta, beta testing. Yeah, testing. So I'm testing it at the moment, and I'm fucking blown away. Only problem is I've had. Next to zero time, although I've been playing with it, I haven't had as much time as I would like. I should get yeah. balls deep. Because I'd just be balls deep at everybody else's mixing, but that's pretty much what I've been doing, and I can't think much else. Are you getting... giving feedback on it too, like on beta feedback? I think a lot of people who get betas for anything, they don't give feedback on it, which I think is dumb. <laughs> I, I wish every year I could get on the beta for fucking FIFA, but I never, ever do. 
Because yeah. that big list for it. Huh? Well, it's just random who gets uh, on it and who doesn't. They should. I mean, they, you're very active on there. They should give it to the people who are most active. Maybe they do, and they're just people who will sit there who don't have a job they, and but don't they, have another career. They don't give a fuck about us, so they only they're only interested in the casuals. People who will put money in their pockets. Oh, that's what they say about Madden, too. You know, same thing. So (laughs) Fucking casual. casual. So other than that, it's just been a a solid pretty much week and a half in the studio, and I'll be off on holiday in a couple of weeks. So I'm just getting to that point now where I'm just about to start winding down for a couple of weeks' holidays. Easter Easter holidays, you know. And I'll be like, right, ready to go start playing some golf game. Back at the gym, like, starting to... Oh, fuck, carrying a lot of weight, though, from through the winter. So we've got work to do, but... That's uh, what I've been up to. Just a moment. See, I like yeah. it. I'm digging the t-shirt as well. Is that do you even grime? Yeah, that's a uh, shout out to Jay Super for that one. He's, oh, been, nice. he's been leaving a lot of merchandise lying about my house. Like, yeah. There's all the stickers <laughs> and all that shit. So you leave me t shirts. Guys, I, honestly, I love a bit of free swag. So oh, like, if anyone wants to send in swag. free swag, send the free swag in. I'll wear it. My wee sister Ray, it really says. walked in my mum and dad's house the other day wearing his monkey sword fight hoodie. My sister's like, Oh, it's smart. Can I get one? I was like, Aye, 20 quid. <laughs> and she's like, I'm your sister. I was like, 15 quid I've had those conversations too and they were like oh it's free advertising for your podcast I was like that's not how this works (laughs) no it's not free advertising because we have to pay for the fucking thing we don't generate enough money to start giving away free swag on the on the reg on the reg no we need to start we need to get another uh, I'm gonna get one for my daughters actually yeah well Uh, saying that Julie's gonna have a baby in August I'm gonna get a wee monkey sulfate baby grow oh that'd be cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> get like a nice car. Rachel got her pink t-shirt, so she's absolutely digging that. Uh, before so. we before we go any further, just to bring the tone down a bit, uh, I don't know if you knew the this dude that passed oh, away. No, I didn't know. Um, but it's somebody that we worked with at the place that shall not be named. You would have seen him around at some point. I, I did recognize him. Yeah. Um, his name was Adam Pattinson. Um, but a lot of people at work seem to be kind of banged up about him passing away. I think it was last last weekend. Or, very well or, or thought of person about Perth, yeah. Very, very well thought of person. Oh, jeez, um, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it was hard to miss. He was a, he was a, he was a massive, massive dude. dude yeah. Very, very good shape, yeah. Anytime I talk, I'm very talking very minimal, but mm. in the time that I worked there, but um, it was always a nice dude, so... Uh, prayers and condolences yeah. to, to his family, and if anybody who listens to the show knows him, um, just sorry. Drive safe, people. Lazy. It's a horrible, horrible situation, and just always have a think. Mm-hmm. Just that was. I'll. I'm going to just cut this out, but that was actually the one that just happened just, along the road there, yeah, just yeah. out the edge from yeah. my house, the, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've just seen it on the record there. I noticed the road was closed because I heard all the. It's like there's tons of emergency mm. services flying past my door. It's like you never hear. Ah, yeah, no police here, ah, yeah. out here. I like, wonder what's going on. Then uh, I saw it on Twitter, and I didn't realize that's who it was. Mm, I'm yeah. really, really sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's terrible. Like that. It's to everyone. Just yeah, just being like we talked about this last last time with Amanda McClintock as well. But just in general, regardless of what the situation is, just be nice. Yeah, you never know what's in the corner. So rest in power, big man. Hell yeah. Anyway, and with that, and with that, we're gonna shake up the format. We're going to shake it up a bit. Mikey Dots came in and came in hard and fast in the group chat earlier. I was like, let's go fuck up this formula. Let's just <laughs> I love go. sports over that, but we're going to get into that. Oh, yeah. But first. I've got some sports chat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got some very balanced sports chat. That's actually. cool. That's cool. That's um, all I ask. <laughs> but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, bro, no. Bro. <laughs> just don't know. I'm going to go pee. I really should have peed before we started. Ugh. Shall we talk some FIFA while he's away? Why are you playing? 
No, I need to. I need to get my ass in gear and get some video games. I know. I'm. I'm terrible. So, what do you do with Ronaldo? Do you sell him? Sold him straight away. <laughs> so, and what do you get in return? I actually. He was only worth six hundred and sixty k, which is quite low. But EA's been depressing and doing their best to murder this market all year because they just don't want people making coins. Why? Because what they used to do um, was they used to have like, well, you know how they have the icon players in the team like Rude Hula and Pele and Maradona and all that shit. Like all-time greats, yeah. Yeah, okay. just like you could get, you know, fucking any legend or icon and mad and that. So you used to have the squad building challenges. Remember I told you about them where you can, they've got certain criteria, but you put in 11 players towards them, you can then use them to unlock other players, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. You used to be able to do that for all the best players in the game, like the prime Pellies, prime Maradona, prime Rude, Rude Hill and that. And what you do over the course of the year would be grind grind the game, keep stacking up your club, and just slowly chip away and chip away and craft these icon cards yeah. for your end game team. So they took away that facility this year. So what ended up happening is the price of all the cards is just super depressed because people only play with about 40 cards in total in the mm. entire game. And on top of that, you don't have all this stuff to craft towards, so nothing's worth anything anymore. Yeah. So they don't they don't want people making coins. So they're basically taking away your ability to stockpile your club to make coins and give us no content to put these unusable and un you know eh, I wouldn't say untradeable, uh, but these unusable cards that you're never ever going to play. So what would um, Ronaldo be worth? Let's say like five years ago. Well, I mean, even last year, you think FIFA 19, at this time of FIFA 19, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo's standard gold card would have still been probably over a million coins. Mm. Like, I packed Messi in October, like literally about four weeks after the game came out, and he was only worth 1.2 million coins then. Mm. So is that the that's when the value is at its highest when the game first comes yeah, out? Because or is over, it now? Because okay. over time, the value just goes down and down and down and down because okay. it's, it's based on supply. Over the course of the year, think of all this trillions of packs that get opened and how many Ronaldos and Neymars and all them go onto the market. Yeah. So the price constantly goes down and the demand's never high enough to meet the supply. So the, the prices over the course of the year crash. It's like every year... Like, it always happens towards the last few weeks of FIFA, you always start packing mental cards because it's the end of the game and they want you to have that stuff because it's the last two weeks of the game, but it's not worth fuck all. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's crazy, yeah. But if you, no. But but it is a no. But it's it's funny because once you buy the new game, it, it will be worth it, but that same card won't be worth shit it, in it, the year previous year. It's brutal because they took away the icons, the, the way that we could craft towards those prime Pellies, prime Maradonas, prime Rudhulets that those cards are now more unobtainable than ever because you can't craft towards them and they're so rare to pack that they sit there all year. Prime moments, uh, R9, Fat Ronaldo. He's never on the market. He's so rare that he's never on the market. And when he goes up, boom, he insta sells for like 15 million coins. Who the fuck has got 15 million coins? <laughs> Unless you're trading fucking 15 hours a day you don't make any mistakes in your trading or you're literally spending 20, 30,000 fucking pounds. There's a YouTuber, AA9Skills, has said quite clearly, he's like, I could have bought a new Mercedes this year, but in order for me to create content for you guys, I have to keep dumping thousands and thousands and thousands Ew. of dollars in the pot. He's like, I could have bought a new Mercedes. That's he's wild. Like, Christ. He's like, by the end of my YouTube career, he's like, I could probably could buy a plane with the amount of money that I spent <laughs> on fucking FIFA points. I mean, he's probably oh. making it back if he's a well-known uh, YouTuber now. He's probably making some good money. Jesus. He'd be balling in it, man. Balling. Anyway, but bro, no. Yeah. Bro,
First of all, let's talk about Bobby Parker, who's on. <laughs> He's on his last legs. He's on suspension. Look, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're a Bane's loyal podcast, right? Yeah. But I will not have Murray's pies besmirched under my watch. Oh no! I thought he was just saying that. I took that an entirely different way. I thought he was saying it because we've talked about it on numerous occasions, and he was poking I fun. I feel like he's just he's just poking a bear. <laughs> <laughs> He just wrote Murray's pies, no. pies, no. And I was like, I think we actually talked about Murray's pies last week, and maybe even like two weeks ago. I think we've already established that they're Sorry. they're all right, but they're greasy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. but is him a wee bit of banger? But I feel like he's he's just <laughs> looking for controversy on the comments. He's always trying to choose something the wrong way. So you're on a wee time out there, Bobby Parker. One week suspension. Yeah. You're banned. All right, night and day podcast. When early signs of spring happen and you get excited for the better weather, but then you get that pounded with a snowstorm. Fuck that shit. No. I'll go with that one. I hate honey honey dickin honey dickin springtime. Honey dickin. Like we've got with a couple of nice days of sunshine. It was actually even at one point warm in the sunlight today. It was warm, yes. When when the sun hit you, I was just like, oh shit, that's nice. It was a strange sensation. Yeah, I went for a nice little drive after I was waiting for my daughter to come out of, out of school. I went for a little drive around. Yeah, it was nice. It was it was really nice. Sun was mm-hmm. out. It was dry. Thank God it was dry. Got a summer playlist on just yeah. for just if not for a minute. Yeah, it was good. Mm. Definitely, definite no. There's a no. Yeah, honey dick in springtime is not okay with me. Nah, just be sunny or be snowing yeah. at the right time of year. Ah, yeah. He's in Canada too, so he gets he gets a real. I was gonna say, yeah, we get a smattering. He'll get actually a, a baiting, <laughs> a, a, a snowy baiting. <laughs> J Dub, asking a customer to give you their quote budget for something before throwing out a price is this normal? Is this a normal thing in the UK? Maybe I've encountered a few places now for different services, and to me, it just seems dodgy. I mean, come on, man, I can't buy it and sell it too. I was born on a Tuesday, but not last Tuesday. Get my drift? Hell no, man. Asking for a budget. Asking for someone's budget, yeah. See, I, I, Andy, you're probably better place to, to, to ask this, or do you just have a price? Yeah, i got a set price, but it can be negotiated for, like, multiple p- purchases or multiple blocks of hours or mm. recording or multiple tracks needing mixed mastered at once. Of course it is. It's always mm. negotiable. I can't afford Andy's hourly rate for music. I, I, I can I'm see only what I, 15 an hour. <laughs> I can see what he means though in terms of if, if someone's Too against, rich for my blood. someone's going to say what's your budget and then their answer will be based on your response. Yeah. I think that's where J-Dub's coming from. Yeah. Um, I, think I, if, I don't know. But I guess it maybe think, depends on what you're looking ta- for. If he's talking about shysters. Yeah. Maybe he's talking about the same sort of cow- cowboys. Yeah. It would be good to know what he was what yeah. he was talking about, but I don't know. I, I think that in some cases, actually, no, I, I don't think in any case that works because you, if you're supplying work, like Andy said, he has an hourly rate. Your mm. work is what your work is worth. Yeah. You, you know your worth, and like, say for my roof, for example, if someone's like, "Oh, what's your budget?" and if I say it's eight hundred pounds and there's ten grand's worth of work that needs to be done up there, what kind of shit am I gonna get? Yeah. You know what I mean? If he's asking well, me what my budget as well is if they ask you that if it's something not as big as the roof and say, oh, my, what's your budget? Two grand, I'll be two grand. Yeah. Because they know that's what you're willing to pay. Yes. So But that's on you to maybe go low on that. You gotta say, hey, five hundred and they go, Oh, you gotta work with me. And mm. You're like, mm. Seven fifty. Um, I I think from from the angle J Dog J Dub is approaching it, I'll say no. 
Okay. Yeah, me too. I'll and I no. think that's more from a, a case of there are some shysters out there. Mm-hmm. Just try to squeeze that that, that that dollar out of you. Yeah, hustlers. Hustle, hustle. Yeah. Say that again for me. Hustlers. Hustlers. What about when people? Oh, Andy, sorry. What were you, you going to say? No, nothing. I just laughed. My mate sent me a message. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said bra. No, for that thing. No. Oh right. Uh, <laughs> Andy multitasking over here. Yeah, I know. Uh, sorry. You're next to New York tonight. Oh, sorry. Like over that. here. I like it. No, I dig it. I dig it. Am I going to say bra or no? Nah. No. Nah. 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 No bother. Nah. But we're always on J Dub's side. Because yes. he's a big motherfucker. He's a large man. Um Stevie Max, Doritos, flaming hot. Bro. What do you think? Honestly. You ever tried flaming hot Doritos on like an egg mayo sandwich? Oh no. Oh, that sounds good though. Uh, see like a wee egg mayo sandwich and a wee soup for your lunch with a wee bag of chili heat wave Doritos. Oh, mate, have I, have I never told you about my my Super Bowl hot wings? I think you did mention it, but you didn't go into detail. Gather round. <laughs> this is one of the only times I've watched one of those little... You know, you see the cooking videos on Facebook that are filmed from, like, above the pan? Yeah. So, literally, you, you get... see a lot of weird shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get, like... So, you got a bag of Flaming Hot Doritos, pour them in a bowl, pulverize them till they're dust. Okay. Chicken wings, dip them in some battered egg yolk, dip them in the Flaming Hot Doritos. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Deep fry those bad boys. Holy piss. Folk yeah. do that with the Cheetos all the time, man. Uh, yeah, like, but I'm mm. telling you that. Because I know what you do as well is you get a bottle of the old Frank's hot sauce, the good shit. Yeah. Pour that in your frying pan and then coat them in those motherfuckers afterwards as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do I always leave this podcast hungry? I'm going to McDonald's again. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. It's I awful. Had, I had a bit of lasagna before you guys came here that I made last night. It was yeah. Cold. I did. So I, because I, I never worked out last week, I'd done a double session yesterday. And then a big session today, and left work, went home, seen the missus. <laughs> a little <Hey>. cardio. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was starving, but we're going to visit her mum and dad. Mum's just had her hip replaced, so we're popping up there, and then I knew you were coming to pick me up, so I just got a wee bag of chips. Oh, all right. Oh. We China, China number. We, we drop a curry on the top there. That's the cheating though. That that's the cheating that that diddles you though, man. What well, it is, look, it's, it's I just, I, what I can't do when I'm like grinding it like that. I feel so guilty about doing something like that because I'm like, man, I've put all that effort in. I'm just but the go way I look at chips. it. The yeah. way I look at it is, I try and find the, me, if I try and find the little victories. Like, so Chris has got me eating like three thousand calories a day. You said two last week. Now you have to no, three. No, no, I said no. He's want me in the high twos, two thousand okay. five hundred okay. to three thousand calories a day. Uh, and I'd been good all day, and I'd done my gym sesh, and I walked two miles. So that's why I counterbalanced it. And I could have went sausage supper, chicken wings, but I was like, nah, come on, chips, wee bit of curry sauce. And then I want to eat when I get home, or maybe have a banana. But I see what you mean. I try, I've been trying my hardest to have, like, decent teas, but it was just because I needed something quick and easy. Could have spent a little bit of time making dinner, but your your man here was engaged there. Engaged. <laughs> but so I, Speaking of that, actually, we're going to uh, have some interesting Patreon content. I hope you guys thought about that. We're going to talk about our uh, our first experiences for sexual experience. Oh, mine's just brilliant, man, honestly. <laughs> my, I got a good story, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, we'll go back. The Doritos Flaming Hot is a bra. Um, bra all the way from me, man. I don't. I think I have had them. Yeah, I'll go, bro. Doritos, you can't miss with Doritos. Not tangy cheese, but ah, yeah. They're not, they're not the OG, but they're a close. Scene. You're gonna get them over Cool Ranch. They're not. They're not the jalapeno and cheddar. Oh, Danny. 
I now send I mean, them I've videos been, of you opening been, packs. I've, of I've been clean off of those things for about two weeks. <laughs> two weeks I've been clean. They're so good. Good thing Morrison's will be shot by the time I get him. <laughs> uh, this is when I heard the other day, sleeping with the door open, bra or no? Yeah, do, do you go to sleep? Oh, all right, you don't close your door. No, I so usually you, close the door I like this time of year. Keep the heat in. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? I do it as a fire safety thing. Okay. I always make I always make sure my door shut. The wee man's as a door fire shut. safety thing. That's well, really. The, uh, the thing, well, the thing is, it's a thing that's saying a lot of uh, there'll be things you'll see that it might not protect you for a long time, but if a door is closed shut, yeah, it takes longer for the fire to get in because it can't spread as quickly around the gaps. So all I right. always make sure that I guess more to do with smoke, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that whatever just is. Yeah. So I always make sure that the kitchen door's shut, the living room door's shut, the wee man's door's shut, and our door's shut. Okay. And the only door I leave open is the bathroom one. Cause but. Mm-hmm. I've actually I've briefed the wee man on what to do in the event of a fire. Briefed, <laughs> like because that's my mum and dad always said it to me. We used to have this like this like escape ladder. You used to hang out in the windowsill and you could sort of climb far enough down that the drop would be okay from their second floor window. Yeah, which is like if anything goes wrong and I shout to the wee man fire, he kens how to get out of his bedroom window and how to get onto the street. Yeah, that's but good. I, I I always keep the door shut, so that's a no from me. Yeah, I always keep my door shut. I'm not because I think it is more of a heat thing actually. Um, this time of year, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not opposed to keeping it open if it gets like super muggy in there. I'm, mm. I'm open it up. Uh, summer, I sleep with the windows open. Oh yeah, as well. Doors it drives open. me insane, man. Because Megan's door. such a fucking cold tatty. Like she would keep the winter duvet on in the summer if she could. I'm like, are you a fucking psychopath? I was like, get me the thinnest duvet you can find. It's just not right. But apparently, yeah, that's yeah, a scientific thing. <laughs> Women are scientifically colder. There's another reason she was talking. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Uh, we've got another one here from Sandy Astronaut Pentland. Magic stars. We milky with magic stars. Uh, bland chocolate for me. No way. Yeah, it's no. as if I, I'm only eating them if someone else has bought them and I'm offered them. I'm not going for magic stars. I'm going to say no. It's kind of thing like, kind of like kids have, isn't it? Like a wee bag of magic stars and that. Mm. But as we've seen tonight, I'll nick anything off a of kid. <laughs> so I'll fucking, I'll go, I'll say it's a broth for the magic stars. <laughs> so my Riley got, uh, he got, he got money off my dad at weekend. So he went and went into Morrison's. He bought like back a popcorn and some sweeties in his election. But he forgot to take them back to his mom's on Sunday. Oh, see, <laughs> guess, guess who's gonna have to nip round to Morrison's and get some replacements? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's enough for me. Have we got any more, bro? No, Mike, you any more in the in the notes there, bro? Um, the, I don't know. Maybe we talked about this. The Miami United FC uniform. Did we talk? Oh, about pink, I think we talked about it. Black number, yeah. Inter, Inter Miami. Inter Miami, yeah. I'm a fan. You like I'm it? I'm a like fan the pink of that. Yeah, yeah. Like it be black and pink number. Yeah, I think it looks good. Plus, yeah. David Beckham is the man, the owner. Oh, yeah, he's so dreamy, a, isn't man's he? A fucking right. <laughs> Tell you I don't get it with David Beckham. I don't know if he's like I don't. I mean, is the he ma- that good looking? Oh, David right. Beckham, bro, no. There we go. Bro, <laughs> that right foot. Oh, God. I quite like the badge. I like the club badge. The flamingo. The storks. Oh, like... the flamingos. Yes, you're right. Yeah, those are st- Why would it be a stork? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought the badge is pretty, pretty dope. I think it's quite The smart. badge is cool, yeah. See, I don't mind the American teams because you can kind of wear the strips if they're smart without really any issue. But, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the, the, the all pink one's dope. Look at that. Hmm. That's cool. That's like a goal. Is that like a goalie strip kind of? Yeah, yeah. We'll put a picture of this stuff up on the Facebook page. But there's uh, your poll. There's your poll. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So definitely bra for that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck I didn't right. like the strip. You don't like it. 
No. No? I don't like the no, strip, I, I like I the badge. The one, the one that Mike showed, I don't think that's their actual strip. Wait a minute. I follow them on Instagram. Let me... <laughs> can we actually can we do a t- can I'm NYFC to the roots baby you know what I mean like, I like NY uh, I've got the NY jumper uh, I haven't watched one of their games ever so it's just, <laughs> the bully, the bully. No. Ronnie Dyler the old Celtic manager is now the manager of uh, New York City Football Club Ronnie Dyler Ronnie Dyler Ronnie Dyler Ronnie Dyler Ronnie Dyler oh, I'm trying to find a decent photo of this strip because they're actually quite smart the one that Mike showed him is bullshit Hey. Not because you showed us it, like it's just. Oh, I know that. Oh, uh, there it is, yeah. Nah, it's a bit bland. That one looks. Bland. That's all right. That's, now, smart, that's eh? a throwback to like that old school Rangers yeah. and Marseille kind of looking one from. I think Liverpool had one I'm like a, that as well. I'm didn't genuinely they? excited. The part there's 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 rumblings that Celtic have signed a deal with uh, Adidas. Oh. For their strips after. Um, after this year, because the, the deal with New Balance runs out this year. So do you, li- do you not like the New Balance ones? I quite like the new one with a collar and that on it, but the Adidas what Adidas are firing out some lovely strips. That Arsenal home strip this year was a fucking thing of absolute beauty. And I was very close to getting it because it was smart You're as fuck. It's supposed to be a Man United fan. I don't really give a fuck about English football anymore. Why? Well, because I stopped following Man United because Jose Mourinho was a minky cheating bastard. Time out, time out. For a while, so. Sports? <laughs> Look at that smooth transition. Oh, yeah. Let's get ready to Sorry. Yeah, I just, I just I I came up, I completely fell out of love with English football after Leicester won the the title because something like that will never happen again. That's our underdog story. That's the that, that's so backwards. That should be the reason why people would then get into but that, the. That's what I'm saying, but then it's not going to happen again. Is my point. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that, but is that was the last time that my interest was piqued okay. by the Premiership. Do you know what I mean? I kind of felt I stopped following Man United because I've got no time for Jose Mourinho and then. I'm a Celtic fan at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? Like, I used to follow players around in England. Like, I, I was a big, I used to like Arsenal because they had Henri. And then when he sort of started, started winding down in England, I liked Rooney when he was a younger guy coming through. You know what I mean? So, I've never really had a massive affiliation, but. Sounds like a bit of a glory hunter to me. I like the players. <laughs> I'm a Celtic fan. I'm getting called a glory hunter my whole fucking life. Because mm. apparently the reason that Celtic beat Saints was because of the Celtic supporting Perth fans. Ah. So it's always our fault when we beat Saints. Ah, of course. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Celtic fans in Perth, I had the honor of meeting one Patrick Jordan. Who? Yeah. Patty? Is Pats. That, Pats. Is that not your dad's name? Yeah, Patrick Jordan's my name in reverse. Oh, he completely that's what fucked I didn't say. Who's he on about? Do you mean Big Pats? <laughs> Big Papa Pat? Yes. How did you completely bowl? I thought you had a stroke at one point. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, I fucked that up, yeah. I met Jordan's dad, yeah. Met him in church, actually. Yeah, like, they uh, were saying, oh, yeah. I, I got that handshake, Hands crushed like me, shovels. pulverized me. Sounds like shovels. My daughters were wondering I was crying on the way home. It was, uh, Why did that giant man hurt your head? I don't daddy? know, I don't know. Yeah, he said, he mentioned. Yeah, that's cool. Got the opportunity to meet him. He says he wants a piece of you, Andy. He's, he's ready. 
It's ready to square off. <laughs> Whenever he wants to. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fucking about yeah. it. Good ticky in the cage. Am I off? No, no, no. I was no, fucking no, about it. Be going right on the Ah, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, sports. I was at the. I had the misfortune of being at the Celtic Copenhagen game oh. on Thursday. That was after like a long day of travelling, having been down south. It was ever, and you maybe, I might you probably this. Have you ever been in a game where you really should win? <clears throat> you really should, but for one reason or another, every single one of your players just has a stinker. Yes, and the other team aren't even that good because like the, but it just. Simple mistakes, and like it wasn't. We were all over them in the first half, and in the second half, the centre half makes an absolute howler. And then all of a sudden, it just seemed like it was like remember Space Jam, yeah, when all the players have their skills taken away. That's what it was like looking at. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've seen it plenty of times being a fucking Giants fan, but um, that it's just frustrating to watch that where you're like you, you're better than this it was the annoying you're better than like this. After, especially after the group stages that we had we beat Lazio home and away Lazio who are now top of Serie A or are in contention for the top spot in Serie A yeah. do you know what I mean qualified top of the group only lost one game and that was after we'd already qualified top of the group and then to go out with an absolute whimper was the most frustrating thing and then what was me and my old man were discussing it on the way home was like that was what they deserved. A 3-1 pumping at home was what they deserved after that performance. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there's the worst problems to have being a football fan is getting put out of Europe after making it in the last 16, especially when Rangers made their way through. And fair fucks to them, by the way, because Braga are named mugs and they beat them soundly over two legs, home and away. Mm -hmm. You can't take away from that. Realistically, though, we've cost them a Champions League spot by not getting it. <laughs> Why? How's that? Well, because it's obviously your your coefficient gets better the more the better that your teams do. Mm -hmm. So, if two Scottish teams had qualified or gotten into the last sixteen of the Europa League, we would have got more teams into the Champions League next year with less qualifiers. Okay, but because we didn't, we've probably cost Rangers the spot. So Rangers, uh, Rangers lost though a couple of days later, didn't they? Yeah, they then got. But that's the thing. Really, I, I, I don't know, Andy, if you'll be able to tell us as well. Like, some Jekyll and Hyde shit Rangers have got going on just now. Like in Europe, they are. The first half against Braga, they were pissed. But the second half against Braga, I watched it on the telly. They were really good. And then, like, say they beat Braga away after a lot of people had written off their win at Ibrox as a bit of a fluke. So they qualified, and then they rolled into Saturday against Hearts in the Scottish Cup. Hearts, who are currently bottom of the SPL. And uh, like maybe two wins from ten or something stupid like that. I don't know exactly. Something there was something along those lines, eh? And then they were pumped by Hearts. Like I was listening on the radio and like Hearts were like Do beat, beat them down. Yeah. And the Scottish Cup was realistic. Realistically, their only chance to silverware this year. I'm not saying the league's won because I think Celtic need to win the next four games for them to be like for it to be mathematically impossible for Rangers to come back. Mm -hmm. And I've been a Celtic fan for too long to just be like, ha, ah, the league's sewn up. Because they have they have got better, but recently their their home their domestic form has been atrocious. Mm. Absolutely atrocious. And then the interest of being balanced, I will say as well, in the Celtic game, it Saints Saints did really well and we're unlucky not to come away with a result against us at McDermott. Yeah. Really put it and I think the stats show that they were actually 
and the stats were they were the better performing team. Like they really took it to Celtic, which you see a lot of time in cup games because it's that one off. What are what are like some indicators as far as stats to say that you're a better? Is it just time possession, well, like shots on goal, possession, shots on target, passes okay. completed, tackles won. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And Saints had some decent stats and really took the game to us in the second half, and it was a it was a good piece, a good free kick, and a good run for the defender that got the goal. Are there any? This may be one for Googling, but are there any teams like historically over a season that have won a championship that have lost those stats overall over a season but have still won a championship? There's a, a few games for Celtic. You, you, don't, you don't see it in the league so often because it's impossible to do that for 36, 38 games mm. a season yeah. getting away with that. Where you tend to find that is in cup competitions, mm-hmm. one-off knockout games or two-legged games where teams would be quite happy. Mourinho's Inter Milan team were fantastic at that. Mm. Sit back, play without the ball. Let mm. you have the ball. You've got to come and break us down. Mm-hmm. You know, so Catch all the statistics the would suggest that, you know, they were the, the lesser of two teams in the majority of matches they played in that 2010 win run. But over a league season, you don't find it so much because of so many games. The ones that win the you leagues, and the likes of Celtic last year, they had like three or four games towards the end of the year where the winning goal came between the 86th and the 90th minute. Mm. Because that's a championship winning team are the ones that can, even if they're playing ugly, they'll grind out a result. Whereas on the flip side, Celtic beat Barcelona like eight years ago and the famous stat was that Barcelona had 75% possession. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes it doesn't matter how much possession you've got in the ball. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You you just got you know sneak that result. I, I'm, I'm just trying to look for here. I remember a Man United winning the league. It must have been... Oh, 2010 or 11, something like that. And they won, I think it was 10 games in a row, won nothing. Mm. Mm. No, nothing special, but just grinding it out. Walter it's good defence, it would be too, yeah. Walter Smith got to a UEFA Cup final doing exactly that. Parking the bus and playing some ugly counter-attacking football. Martin O'Neill <laughs> done it for seven years at Celtic. He'd have these giant centre-halves and giant strikers. The centre-halves would hoof it to the striker a striker would hit the goals. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's different tactics, but I, the the Rangers' home form is really perplexing to me. I'm really not entirely sure. And then you can never tell because the press machine starts working and it, this is happening, that's happening, this is what's going on behind the scenes, and no one really fucking knows. Yeah. So I they can. But like I say, I'm I'm, I'm taking the old Andy Andy Mack. I don't know. He's just, I've been hurt too many times before. Nidhi's getting you a league medal at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. We need four straight wins before it's mathematically impossible. And until someone tells me we have won the league before the end, if we've win, if we win it before the end of the league, I will not. I will. I will go against my uh, mm-hmm. my usual instincts. But look, it's it's it is what it is, and we'll see how it goes. God bless Father Lennon. You been watching the XFL? I know I didn't watch any last weekend. No. No. I don't know what I was doing last Saturday. Actually, nobody watched Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. I was just, well, well, I was gonna bring I was gonna bring that up next. Um, spanked him, did he know? Yeah, from all by all accounts, that he just kind of handled him. Is that not true? He fucking boxed his head off for twelve rounds in the first fight and comfortably won that fight in my eyes. And then the second fight, he boxed his head off again for another round. I shouldn't have been stopped after. That's what the one thing I've rounds. read a lot because I've only seen highs. But one thing I read is people were going on that his coaches should have stopped it two rounds earlier. Really? Oh yeah, without a doubt. It was because his legs were tired from wearing that costume to the oh, ring. <laughs> but then, did you see a couple of days later the video come out for Joe Rogan six months earlier saying that he trains in a, a forty-five pound vest? To, <laughs> 
But what what does need to be noted is that he was wearing that suit sort of about 25 minutes leading up to the walkout. And then obviously you've got the walkout and then the time that you're in the ring. So you could have well had that suit on for close to 30, 35 minutes, maybe even as many mm. as 40 minutes. Mm. I'm sure that maybe does have some yeah, kind of effect. But, but do, do you mention it or do you just keep quiet and get the rematch? I don't think it was anywhere near what he's trying to claim. And on top of that, I don't think his legs are not would have saved him from getting his head fucking jabbed off by Tyson Fury. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people I've listened to have said that the, the thing that Fury figured out was that Wilder's not great going backwards. No, he's not. So no. If you go on the well, offensive, he said it, yeah. yeah. If you go on the offensive with him, then you sort of negate that knockout power because he needs the momentum. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. You gotta love it, man. Eh? Like, yeah. the, the story is fantastic. It was weird seeing the the tide kind of change for Deontay Wilder. Like everyone was kind of like, "Oh, Deontay's gonna win," and then even after everyone's like, mostly American people, more American podcasts listen to. Everyone was like, "Yeah, Tyson, Tyson Fury is kind of fucking crazy." <laughs> like he's he, he did his thing. Was it Brendan Schaub said he'd put like four grand on Wilder to win? He's a fucking. A lot ass. of people put money on Wilder. Yeah. A lot of people put money on Wilder. He's, you, you can't underestimate the press machine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've said it so many times. The press will say these people are going to capitulate, blah blah blah, and then they don't actually. They turn the tide. That's where the opinion goes. But what is it actually founded on? And then the boy goes and gets his head boxed off. <laughs> Get your head boxed off. Because I've seen he burst his eardrum and shit. Yeah, and there was just so many well, he hilarious. Didn't. He, just, no, he, he just, just had a cut in, inside of his ear. Yeah. He didn't have a perforated eardrum or anything like that. He just. Did you watch the whole fight? Or? Yeah, he, oh. he, Tyson Fury is by far and away the best natural boxer in the heavyweight division. By about he's he moves like somebody two or three at least two or three weight classes below where he's actually. And his hand speed is ridiculous. His, his footwork is fantastic, but not just that. His feints and his head movement. His head movement is absolutely the key. His fakes is it's sort of a, what would you call it? His sort of decoys. His little flinches and his little. Mm. fakes and all these little movements and these little head moves just just enough to, to constantly keep you thinking and you can just box it box your fucking head off you, i have to laugh at people though i like tyson Fury. always liked him but there are a lot of people going oh it's a great story in that but they do forget some of the things he's come out with in the past mm. you know talking about where a woman's best place is and how he was going to do damage to it was David Price and his gay lover Tony Bellew, <laughs> you know, and this is all on live TV. And you know, oh. folk you state him, then all of a sudden he has a few mental health issues, mm. and, he's and come then back, uh, it's yeah. this huge redemption story, yeah. and you can do no wrong. You, he's got uh, you got to hit the balance. Right? Plus, his brother was on Love some, Island too, so that he kinda, said know. some very. Uh, He's, he's, a background, he's, a background, he's, he's he's from that sort of yeah. traveler background. Have you seen the size of his dad? No. Terrifying. Oh, I did see him. He was on the news the other day. Yeah. Biblical boxer. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, Tyson Fury. So I think uh, if they, these guys, I don't want to see them fight a third time. Nah. I've already seen Tyson Fury box him to bits twice. twice. Mm-hmm. I don't care if anyone says that was a draw. First, it wasn't a draw. The records say it was, but it wasn't. Um, so I don't want to see that third time. But then I see Anthony Joshua's gone and um, got himself a fight arranged. So I'm assuming they've agreed to have a rematch for a third fight. Um, so Joshua is going to take this other fight in the meantime. Surely Joshua doesn't just want a like, piece. No, he'll get, he'll get Have skilled. they never fought? He'll get skilled. Mm. I no. don't think Joshua's an athlete, but he's not a boxer. He's just a big pumped up bodybuilder. 
Like he's got. He's got. He's, he's got, got talent, a lovely. Huh? He's got a, you know a decent jab, and he's got a lovely one-two combination. He's got a fantastic right hand. He's got good uppercuts, um, but he's got no gas tank for me. I always think he's. I thought he's had no tank. He's had a suspect chin. I've seen him wobbled plenty of times in his career. Mm. You know, and he's got through it, and he's got through it. But then Andy Ruiz, fucking lit him up. Thick, the thickest of kings. And then yeah. came back for that rematch and looked completely out of shape and just because mm. you just tell he wasn't arsed. He'd probably just got, he'd got his nice wee mill, probably a nice wee windfall from interviews afterwards. And he's like, I got to fight this guy again. I'll take another wee package if he's going to get me a scalping. I'd fight Anthony Joshua for ten million. I wouldn't. Eh? <laughs> I don't want to get my head fucking rattled. <laughs> I think I would. Yeah. Any more sports? Uh, I'm all sported out. No? Sported out. Yeah. What time are we running at? We had to make this a shorter one, eh, Andy? Because you oh, yeah, an hour and ten. Yeah. Oh, let's let's head into what, what have we been watching and listening to then? What have you been watching or listening to this week? What have you been Boom. We don't need to do that. I know we don't need to, but I like it. Andy has gone through the trouble of creating a theme tune for it. Why are you trying to silence me? Sorry. Andy, why don't you start off this week? You, yeah. you never start off good. Right. Oh, well, I was just going to say a Tyson Fury fight there. That was one. Um, I'll give that eight bananas just because exactly what I thought would happen happened. Um, and it's good to, you know, sometimes be like, yeah. I analysed that and I was fucking spot on. Fucking Good on right. me. Yeah. Well <laughs> done, Andy. <laughs> um, I've been watching. You guys heard a comedian, Trevor Wallace. Nope. Name rings a bell. Yeah, he's got quite a big on. YouTube channel. Um, no, he's just a comedian. I'm getting into it just now. He does a lot of uh, like impersonations, like these kind of videos, like uh, everybody when they drink diet coke or everybody when they're doing that so it's just like sort of generalizations of folk he does like quite a good um sort of these sort of like frat boy kind of skits and that as well he's all right uh big les show only because there was a good documentary so the guy that created the big les show came out with like this sort of mini hour and a half sort of movie about how he created it all from scratch and took you through all the story to where he is now um, which was pretty good. Not a bad watch. I've been watching a lot of rap battles this week. Just in the mood for it. Yeah, just been in the mood for some rap battles. <clears throat> so I've been watching some nights. I've been having my tea, watching like old Don't Flop battles oh, and old King of the Dot battles. Flop, man. My man, like <laughs> Pedro, guys like Charlie Clips. Uh, Charlie Clips. Charlie Clips. Charlie Clips is an absolute <laughs> G, man. Um, what else? Um, not really too much, man. Like I said, I've just been in the studio. So any downtime I've had where I've not been at gigs or recording or working being a little FIFA um, I can't think of anything that I've watched other than the boxing at the weekend so for me now it's just been rap battles and stupid comedy skits and stuff on YouTube and cartoons so yeah not much for me this week boys nice. Michael Dots poor Michael Dots <laughs> My, my Sunday yeah, name. <laughs> um, Netflix watched a show Safe. I don't know if you've seen it. Was that the same guy that did The Stranger? Yes. Yeah, yeah Harley yeah, Netflix put, churning out a lot of British dramas recently. Really, yeah, really good stuff. Um, I wasn't keen on The Stranger. You didn't like The Stranger? Yeah, it was all right. I thought it was good. I think I rated that last week, but um, wrapped up Safe this week. Um, it was good. The ending got a little squirrely. 
I hate when you get like a good show and it gets to like the last two episodes and it's like the characters start making dumb decisions and you're mm. like, yeah, you, you didn't need to do that. You could have wrapped this mm. up in a lot easier way or you could need to add this part of the story. So for that, I'll, I'll give it a six and a half. It was still good. Mm. It's a good six and a half, but it was good. Um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube. Um, yeah. Because... Um, Swear to shot, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, going to take over. People are just going to be watching YouTube instead of buying mm. Sky soon. But anyway... Um, a rapper passed away that said it last week, Pop Smoke. He's yeah, yeah. out in LA. He got ended up getting shot up. So I was watching a bunch of his old videos because 50 Cent was talking about him. He was like, oh, he reminds me of me when I was young. He kept saying that. He reminds me of me. And I watched a couple of his uh, his interviews and it was like, fuck, he really does remind me of 50 Cent. His whole energy just reminds me of 50 Cent and it sucks that, it sucks that he's dead now. But um, watched a couple of his videos. Um, Jeff Ross, I don't know if, if you've... Is that the Roast Master? The Roast Master General, yeah. yes. So uh, he was at All-Star Weekend um, and they were roasting somebody. Oh, oh it was just the, the NBA on TNT, the commentators for the NBA on TNT. Man, every time I listen to this guy, tears come down my face. He is hilarious. Mm. So, so fun. Check that out. That's on YouTube. Uh, back to Netflix, The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. I don't know if anybody's seen this yet. It's about like this eight-year-old kid who's just fucking tormented by his parents, his mom and her her boyfriend, like oh. put in a cupboard and they would put cigarettes out on them and oh. just do like they shot up with BB guns and shit and they eventually died and it just showed the chain of people that just did nothing to help him, like all like of um, all of like the uh, the children's services and people that have come to the house saw the conditions that he was living in and just really didn't do shit about it and then they ended up putting those people on trial, which I don't know if, how I felt. I was like, you know what? Fair enough, they didn't do their job and a kid is dead because of that, but I don't know about putting those people in jail alongside the people who have actually done this stuff to them. I think it's as if you fail to do something that you're also guilty. I agree. Yeah, take the license away. Yeah. Fine, you know I, mean? but I don't know about putting them in I jail. Think, I think that, but then that, I think it's important to do things like that so that people are held accountable. Yeah, uh, maybe it was to... Yeah. to However, to I will not be watching that because I don't need to cry. It was week. depressing. Yeah, it yeah. was super, super depressing. How hard did you hug your kids? I, I, it was, it's funny you say that because on my way to dropping them off tonight, because there was just a certain point in the show where they where they talked to the kid and the, his mom was like, no one's ever going to believe you when you tell them about this stuff. Like, And the kid just... he was. You can see him like... Like there's one part of the show I don't want to ruin it for anybody But there's one part of the show Where his teacher sees him come in It looks like his fucking face is burnt off Like the top of his head is burnt off And the teacher was like Holds him out to class She's like What's going on at home? And she calls like children, Like social oh, Not social security She calls um, children's services And they just basically do nothing And then she calls him again After he comes in He's out for a couple of weeks Comes in again He's all bruised up And then she calls him again They do nothing um, And I was remember telling him I was like told my daughters today like if anyone d touches you or does something wrong you come tell me mm. and I was like someone come I just gave him the whole speech about like if someone comes to pick you up from school and they're like oh yeah your dad told me to come get you don't go with them and you make sure that you come grab an adult and you come tell me and I'll go I'll go mm. sort it out for you and just and they were like oh we're kind of scared dad and I was like no that's, that's, <laughs> you need to be scared I, I remember having this conversation with Riley like I was just like see if anyone ever tries to take you you scream yeah as loud as you fucking can that you do not know this person, and you know what I mean, so is this? That sounds fucking horrendous. I don't know why you watched that. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, uh, one more last thing. I watched the uh, the Justin Bieber YouTube thing, <laughs> and yeah, it, no, because I like the Biebs. I'm not afraid to admit it. Been yeah. listening to his album actually. That was pretty good. I rated it last. I week. couldn't listen to it after that fucking yummy debacle because his last album. Yummy's growing on me. <laughs> uh, his last album was no bad, but. 
But um, it just shows like how fucked up he is and just from the highs of being on stage from such a young age and now his brain is just totally scrambled. You yeah. know what I mean? And it just he's got bad anxiety. He's just he's just a mess. And um, it's, there's times where he can get it together and he's going back out and he's going to perform and shit. But he just seems like the My- the Michael Jackson of our era where he's just... That can only go badly. Yeah. Mm. And it's just funny because we were talking earlier about being in the studio and all you see is just his smoking hot wife sitting on the couch like just looking at her phone the entire time he's in the booth fucking trying to perfect the song she's just like on instagram probably like "Ah, look at all my friends on instagram it was just funny to see her in the background just doing nothing and it's also funny to see one of the guys that writes the songs for him just like this this huge black dude it's just it's called (laughs) Pooh bear and it's like writes turns out all this music for him they're like oh they work so they work so good together and they see this guy come on screen it's like you're the total opposite of justin bieber like he's like this masculine dude who's like huge and Justin Bieber's like this diminutive little guy that can be mistaken for a woman you know what I mean so it was just funny to see that the sure contrast that nice what are you giving it uh, I'll give it a 7 it was good it was a bit slow at times but I'll give it a 7 solid yeah. nice I um, finished Preacher book 5 I've got one more book to go gotta give that an 8 like every single one of these books is fucking amazing man like honestly if you can check out the Preacher series even if you're not in it was my mate Alex who recommended it he said even if you're not in it graphic novels this will fucking change your life fantastic so that gets an 8 I uh, listened to the new Biffy Clyro single Instant History mm-hmm. Pudden absolute pudden I guess that mean? I, shite I guess <laughs> I'm a big Biffy fan pudden like, and I'm, I'm like one of the people I like every album that they've made I've been a big fan of every single one but this single is pish I guess two bananas I've and said this before but every time you say Biffy Clyro I think of a blonde who's the blonde chick that Duff not Duffy she was she was kidnapped recently yeah. there's a blonde chick who sings um who's like blonde pop stars let me talk about blonde British pop stars Rita Ora no who's the who's the one that Charlotte sings Church. Um, no who's the one that sings uh I don't know maybe I'm thinking Megan Trainer I don't know but I always think blonde pop star when I think of Biffy Claro that's what yeah. I'm coming around to new songs absolutely pish I thought it'd grown me listen to it five or six times no Gub. Uh, I've listened to a cuff I'm really obsessed with a couple of songs by Doja Cat <laughs> yeah. that's music to get erections to man. oh I saw her in an episode name, of Kenny Beats from the <laughs> from the cave she's wild man she's yeah. got a song called Rules and there's a there's just a bit at the end where she just kind of goes hard in the verse yeah. talking about getting more to do it brilliant I always end up coming away a little bit horny whenever I listen to it so uh, the song called Rules I'm going to give six bananas I tried listening to the album but I only got a couple in it's not really for me but that song's an absolute banger um, watched a series on Netflix called I'm Not Okay With This Okay. Uh, it's based on a graphic novel it's basically a lot of graphic novels going on yeah uh, there's a lot of adaptations so it's basically it's a young lassie lives in a shithole tune kind of quirky series but she's a uh, teenage self-discovery but she turns out she's got some sort of weird superpowers it's not your average comic book king um, it's only seven episodes only half an hour a pop okay really good looks brilliant actors are brilliant soundtrack's brilliant however like it it does end on a cliffhanger but I thought it wasn't long enough for there to be a cliffhanger I was more annoyed about the fact that I'd watched seven episodes and that's where they stopped it because like I say it's only half an hour an episode Regardless, I think it'll be really good. So I'm going to give that a 7.5. Okay. Really, really good show. I'd recommend it to stick it on. Um, something else as well. Uh, started watching a show called Hunters, Al Pacino. So it's basically a 
it's in like the seventies, <coughs> and it's basically about a group of uh, Jewish people who hunt out Nazis that are hiding out in the US. I've seen full talking about this on Twitter. Yeah, only a couple of episodes in. Megan really likes it. I was I enjoyed it, but I thought it was trying to be kind of Tarantino, like. And that's kind of what checked me out because I'm a big Tarantino fan. So I could see where they were going with it. And some of it was really good. And Al Pacino is Al Pacino. Man's a don. Um, but I'll see if I can stick with it. So far, it's, it's been all right. But Fucking hell. It just shows you how much money Netflix have got in it. Like, you know, that's Amazon. Though, yeah. oh, Amazon, yeah. yeah but Amazon's churning. Netflix are churning out some shit. Like, yeah. Some, but yeah. the thing is, a lot of it is good. Some of it is garbage, but they are putting out a lot of decent content as well. Fucking hell, you think how much it costs to put out the Irishman and then another paycheck for Al Pacino within fucking man, three months? Like, they're absolute balling, man. Aye. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's the way media is changing now, though, isn't it? Like, Netflix and YouTube, man. Way forward. <laughs> yeah, but you're paying for that. You pay for Netflix. Yeah. Well, YouTube, There's I think it's going to have to come. They do the, have a pay model, the end actually. of every Netflix rabbit hole is one person who's paying for your membership. <laughs> 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 Thanks, yeah. mom. More than five people pay for Netflix, basically. Thanks, Connie's mom. If she pays for it, <laughs> we used to do free ones that we don't fucking pay for. I remember uh, when me and Megan got together, her ex was still on her Netflix, uh, and she was just ah, <laughs> goodbye, punted. I stole it. I just wrapped the shit up. Let's wrap the shit up. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for liking, listening, commenting, subscribing. Uh, content. We're going to rattle off a quick Patreon. It's going to be a goody, goody, good one this week, I think. Yes. Now's the time to sign up. If yeah. you haven't already, now's the time to sign up. So find out who the Monkey Sword Fight Boys pop them cherries. Eee. Before we wrap this up, can we just say uh, thank you to our sponsor? Yeah, Stevie Mac Skate School. As we mentioned before, spring is right around the corner. Why not get your kids signed up? Or even yourself. I keep saying kids. Why don't you get your ass down to the skate park? I've still got the voucher. Me too. Get your ass down to the skate park. And why don't you learn something? Get your cord nice and strong because you're balancing yourself out on the skateboards. Stevie Mac is probably the best, definitely is the best teacher in the world. He's a be he's the best guy in the world. So his teaching skills are, are definitely going to benefit from that. So get down to the skate park or you can check him out on Facebook, Stevie Mac Skate School. And tell them the MSF boys sent you. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Facebook, Podbean Monkey Sword Fight Podcast. Email us, monkeyswordfightpodcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at Wagwan Patrice. Uh, I'm taking a social media break. Oh, but really? Yes, for a little while. Probably just a week. <laughs> but uh, I am on Twitter after next week uh, at underscore MDOTS. I'm never taking a break, man. No, no from Twitter. So you can still find me there at Macapella. But the rest of it can fuck off. <laughs> we absolutely love you. Take care. Peace. Hey!